Guys, welcome to church. First off, I want to say this. Happy New Year. It's 2022. Uh, so excited about this new year. We're going to have a great year coming up. Uh, just like church, we're going to have a great time at church coming up. And what is church without announcements? I mean, really, that's how you start church. That's like... That's how you do church. You have to give announcements. I say what we do. You listen. You write them in your mental notes. Is that a thing anybody else has? You write notes in your head? No, you don't. You just kind of think about it. Maybe you forget about it. Anyway, if you do forget about what I say, everything that I say is on the app. Download your KVC app. I am going to give you a few quick updates. Uh, There's a new women's Bible study starting January 10th. Uh, That'll be here at the church. It's called Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shirer. Uh, That'll be Mondays at 6.30, starting January 10th. You can sign up for that on the app. Also, uh, coming up January 19th, we're bringing back the Night Watch event. That'll be on a Wednesday night here at the church, 6.30 Night Watch. Uh, Laid back worship, ministry, prayer. It's going to be a great night. Uh, So mark that down in your calendars. Uh, We'll have a baptism in February coming up, I was told. And um, But yeah, anyway, hey, Happy New Year 2022. Let's ring it together by getting ready for church. Ready? Woo! Hey, everybody online. Welcome to the Vineyard. We're glad to have you with us. We're getting ready to start here. Worship has been awesome. It'll be better with you. We'll be in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, talking about being encouragers. And I think you'll find it encouraging as well. So uh, glad you're here. Grab your Bibles. Let's get going. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. We have done it. That was not enthusiastic enough about 2022. I heard someone start to clap, so if someone was They, they tried to start a slow clap. There we go. <laughs> Sometimes a slow clap doesn't start. It's kind of like the wave. <laughs> it didn't start. Nobody did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still early. Yeah, that's okay. You kind of have to stand up for it to be wave no, like that. That was more coffee. like a, a splash. That's okay. <laughs> hey guys, glad you chose to join us. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do. In case you didn't know, we're going to start things off with communion, and Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a minute. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We've really been enjoying our worship time this weekend, so we're looking forward to doing it with you. After worship, Miss Alice will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through Bible verse. Then we'll dismiss them to Sunday school, and we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We're going to start a new series called Encourager today. Before we jump into any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We're gathered this morning, Papa, in joyful expectation. We can't wait to see what you're going to do in us, with us, through us, for us, God. Thank you for all that you're already doing. And Papa, we invite your presence deeper into our hearts and our minds. Help us to draw closer to you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Almighty God who wonderfully created man in your image and even more wonderfully restored him. 
Grant, we pray, that as your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, was made in the likeness of men, so we may be made partakers of the divine nature through your Son, who with you and Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, This is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered there with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again, and we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter into our time of worship now together, and I'd encourage us all to sing out and to lift our voices and elevate Jesus in our midst. If you're joining us online, please do the same. Sing out. If we're here now, we can hear you guys sing, and it's always so encouraging when we sing these together. So please do. We'll see the words pop up all over the place. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. This is one we should know how great thou art.
Oh, we love you, Lord, and we are so, so thankful for this time of worship in your presence, God. You are so good to us, our Father, our King. We love you so much, God. We worship you, you alone. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I would ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children at this service and the next. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the children your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. And amen and special treat we have my mother miss alice hey mom the mama come up and Hi, teach guys. the children a bible verse morning bible verse time with the kiddos how are we today yes you're very right thank you cole i should get a bonus <laughs> yeah that's right hi guys did you guys all have a good christmas and a good new year i love dinosaurs yeah, come on up. So can anybody remember the book, the specific book of the Bible that Pastor Georgina has been teaching you out of lately? Yeah, can anybody remember? It starts with E. Egypt? No. They are in Egypt. Yes. Jesus? Jesus is always a good answer, dude. Good job. That would be my answer. But it's, yes, Tyler. Very good. Thank you. Exodus. That's the second book of the Bible. And we're learning about how when the the children of God called the Israelites, they came out of slavery and they were going into freedom, but they were complaining about the food. Do you ever complain about dinner? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's hard. Uh, You do? Yeah. I don't ever complain if it's like a happy meal, though, right? Right. If it's ham, yeah. Yeah. They were complaining. Yeah. They were complaining because they didn't like the food. And you know what? God blessed them anyway. He blessed them even when they complained. Now, that doesn't mean that we should complain, right? Cause, but it happens. It happens. That's probably how they said it. It happens. Your dinosaurs? I love dinosaurs. Okay, so we're going to say this Bible first together. Are you all ready? Exodus sixteen twelve. I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight you will eat meat. And in the morning morning <laughs> you will be filled with bread then you will know that I am the Lord your God and Iris likes cornbread just so you all know okay good job Alice, hang yes. on one second before you pray for the kids. We yes. have a birthday. We have a birthday. It's Ian's birthday. <gasps> He's right there. Wow, 
So we're going to sing him a happy birthday, okay? You ready? So here, here we go. go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Good Happy job, birthday. buddy. How old are you? Nine. Oh, my gosh. Are you driving yet? You got your driver's pro. Okay. Miss Alice is going to pray for you, okay? You ready? Bow your heads and close your eyes. And guess what? Next week, Pastor Georgina will be back. Woo! Yay! One second. Father, we just thank you for these kids today, Lord. I pray that you bless them, that you bless their new year, Father. I pray that they would have an awesome time in Sunday school with good snacks, Father. But I pray that they would learn the lesson, but more than that, know how much you love them. In Jesus' name, everybody said real loud. Amen. Amen. Okay, I think you guys know where to go, right? Amen. Go have fun. Y'all have some cute children. Welcome to the vineyard. Very glad you're with us. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Hello, hello. So glad you're here as well on a lovely Sunday morning and uh, here to praise God together. So that's all wonderful. If you're a first-time guest or visitor, that little QR code is for you. If you put your uh, smart device and pointed it at that with the camera on, it would take you to our digital connect card. And it will ask for your name, your phone number, your email address. Let me tell you that if you've been coming here for a while, then it may not be where you need to go. It's for new people, all right, because we're going to give you texts and emails over the next five, six weeks. And the system doesn't know how long you've been coming here. So... New folks, put on there, tells you a lot about the church, it kind of lets you know and invites you back, does all kinds of cool things. There's gifts for all the first-time guests back in guest services. If you didn't get one on the way in, you can get one on the way out. Also, we're praying for our neighborhoods. And, um, you, you know, you need to know that God has put you where you're at on purpose. And uh, through you, he wants you to be a light into the, the place where you live, into your neighbor's lives. And so I want you to think about them for a moment. And with them on your mind and heart, let's go to Papa. Papa, we pray for our neighbors. And we ask God that you would move into their lives, that those who don't know you would come to know you, and you would bless them and draw them closer to you. And pray, God, that you would help us to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well. We know that's near to your heart. And we are so grateful, God, for who you are. Lord, bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, don't forget, during this sermon, that code will pop up in the corners of the screen. It's for the notes. And I really want to encourage you to get the fill-in notes and to follow along. You can follow along on your smart device, you know, and it would just pop up if you pointed those things with the camera on. And then send them yourself. We're going to be doing a lot of things in this, this coming series where it's going to be helpful if you can just jump back to your notes. And at the end of the fill-in notes, you hit a button and it goes to your email account. So they're all there. So you'll see that code throughout. So know that that's what's going on. We're starting a brand new series today, brand new year, brand new series. I'm calling it Encourager. And we're going to talk about the importance of being encouragers. Now, this is something that we have talked about here for years. 
Uh, and it's, it's woven into the fabric of who we are. There's things that we say that you might wonder even where they came from, like be thankful for five things, encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. Some of you, I begin to say that. You know it resonates in there. We say it all the time. Well, that was from years ago, talking about how cool it is when we're thankful uh, because it helps us to get a right perspective and then going out of our way to encourage people on this journey and that that ultimately leads people to Jesus. That came from years and years ago. So we've been saying it. Well, it's as important, if not more important now than it was 20 years ago when I started to talk about it because the world is even more discouraged than it once was. And there's there's a level of... Fear motivation that I think is new to all of us, and it's so pervasive that we start to get used to it if we're not careful. And really everything that we listen to or that is presented to us have this fear edge. Even, uh, you know, it's like what everybody thinks they need to do to get people going. And fear is not the motivator that we operate under in the kingdom. We operate under love. And so fear is the opposite, and we have an enemy who drives it that way. So it's very important that we understand what it is to be an encourager, how desperate the world needs it, and, and what it looks like. And so I'm going to take some time in this year, in the beginning of this year, to do this series to talk about being encouragers and how important that is. So that's where we're heading, and we're going to have some fun to doing that together. Bad jokes, real quick. New Year's bad jokes. I was going to quit all my bad habits for the new year, but then I remembered... Nobody likes a quitter. (laughs) Every New Year's Eve, I look forward to good shows at Times Square. And year after year, they drop the ball. (laughs) And and I haven't stayed awake for the last 20 years to see that anyway, but I've heard. So I need a different joke because the third one bombed horrifically. And so um, I thought, uh, we'll try this one. And this part of this, it's true. Alice and I, as we were coming in today, um, there was a, a significantly larger number of people walking, running, and riding their bikes in the area that we live. I mean, you could, it was like, what is this? And we both looked at each other and went, New Year's resolutions. They're, they're all out there. And so I thought, um, I, I, you know, the other day, I go, okay, I'll do a New Year's resolution. This, uh, this year, I want to lose uh, 10 pounds. And so, hey... Uh, 15 pounds to go. <laughs> yeah. Alice, my love. Please. So glad you didn't do that last joke. Because yeah. it just didn't make sense. You want to share it so everybody can know how much it didn't make sense? I'm not buying a 2022 calendar until I see the trailer. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It was stunned silence the first two times I did it. Anyway, you know, I have never, ever made a New Year's resolution because it just seems like it's a setup to fail. You know, just like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to. So I just have always. Now, we've never done that. Well, anyway, probably says more about us than you need to know. But let's let's press into Papa and pray this morning, shall we, before we read the word? Thank you, Daddy. Lord, we thank you that um, we, we get to learn how to be an encouragement to those around us today. Father, I pray that as we walk into this new year, the new breath of your spirit would just flow through us. Father, I pray that hope would again rise in places it needs to rise. 
that our eyes would see and our ears would hear, Lord, just what you want us to take away today. Bless everyone here, Father. Bless everyone watching. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the book of Hebrews, and this is chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You guys can be seated. All right. So, what, what is encouragement? That's how we're going to start. What does it look like? The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 3.13, But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And so we get a tie-in right there that encouragement is something we need to help us continue to move in the right direction and to live by doing the next right thing. The idea behind the word encourage, uh, when you see en is a prefix in, in you know English, uh, it means to put into, and then we have the word courage, and so courage means confident or brave or strong, and so what we have really is that we're to put into people courage, and and the idea behind that scripturally is well courage to do what, and what we'll be talking about throughout this series is uh, it's the courage to trust in and obey God. That's what it's all about. We're going to trust God that he's faithful, that he's got us, and that life is found as we live according to his will, doing the next right thing. Extremely important. Because we have somebody at work doing the opposite. That's the enemy, and he picks up a lot of opposite sort of things. And he's busy going around discouraging and the word dis is a prefix, means to negative, to wipe out. He does not want you, the enemy, to have courage. Uh, he doesn't want you to trust in the Lord. He doesn't want you to do the next right thing and to live God's way. And so we need to be very much aware of this happening in the world around us. And we live in a very discouraged day and time. And we need to be aware of it. And we can either sort of go along with that, and if we're not careful, we will. We'll get caught up into the culture, and we'll let the fear and negativity that's everywhere just sort of captivate us, and we'll just spread it along and be a part of that problem. Or we can be those who realize how amazing God is, 
and that the story of God goes on and that we're part of that story and that we can trust him and that he's faithful and, and we can lean into him to, to look for the truth and, and how things are really going and to what's happening. And rather than spread discouragement, we can then help people be encouraged so they can do the right thing. That's why this is so important. Because uh, we have to realize what's happening, how discouraged and fearful and negative the world is, and that part of what we're called to is to be a difference, is to let the light shine through us, is to have a different way of looking at things than the culture does. And we're not called to this alone. Fortunately, we're empowered into this ministry by Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit is an encourager. It's one of the ways he's described. It's the uh, role that he has, one of the significant roles of Holy Spirit. John fourteen sixteen says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, it says in this translation. Yours might say counselor or comforter. But it's that word, and we'll come back to it in a minute. And what's he going to do? He's going to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. That's Holy Spirit. The world can't accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he lives in you and will be in you. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. This is what he's telling your friends. I will come to you. And the word there, orphan, another cool word. It means, I will not leave you uncomforted or in a place where you can be discouraged. I will encourage you. And so the word that we started with there in John 14 that that is... Uh, Comforter, counselor, advocate, all roles of the Holy Spirit, is the word paraclete in, in, the lang- in the original language. And paraclete is the same word that encourager comes from. Same word. And so it's a, it's a big deal. It's part of what Holy Spirit does in the world is that he encourages. He comes alongside is what's sort of in that thing and helps. He helps us when we're going through situations. He's with us. He leads. He guides. He teaches. These are all things that... Holy Spirit does, and as believers with Holy Spirit in us, as we yield to him, what then should come out of us is a desire to encourage those around us and to share all that he's doing, the things that are happening. So an encourager, a paraclete, helps us when we're in trouble and, and in situations where that we just can't cope. And so we need to be aware of that as we sort of set the groundwork for being encouragers, that this is how it starts. We live in a discouraged world. That's all the enemy's doing. And we're to be the opposite of that, empowered by Holy Spirit, who is the encourager. We're to be encouragers as well. And, and so as people filled with Holy Spirit, we're to be encouragers. There's a, a great story that we'll get into uh, during this series at times about Barnabas. And uh, I told you last week you should you should try and figure out what Barnabas's real name is if you could look up because Barnabas isn't his name. It's how we know him. His actual name is Joseph. His name was changed because he was so encouraging that the apostles in the early church called him the son of encouragement, and that's the word Barnabas. So Joseph got a big upgrade, uh, and and they knew him throughout his life as Barnabas, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and this is what he did. And he, everywhere he went, he encouraged the church, and he has a huge role in, in all the things that were happening in the early church. Uh, he, he travels with Paul, he blesses Paul, he brings Paul to Antioch, where Paul really starts his ministry. He blesses countless other people in the New Testament. He's significant in starting the church and the missionary journeys and everything. All because he was an encourager. Huge, huge, vital role in the kingdom of God 
And it's something that we're all to be, is encouragers, because it makes a huge difference in the things that are going on around us. Now, we're going to dig into that whole idea in the weeks ahead, but I want to take the next few moments and, and talk, uh, try and encourage you into one of the most significant ways that we'll be encouraging the world around us. It's by drinking lots of good coffee, which I am modeling now. Okay, so one of the primary sources of encouragement we have, we've got Holy Spirit, obviously, who is encourager, is the Word of God. This is the Bible, this, this amazing book. And we have to be able to share the wisdom from it with people around us. And the only way that we can really do that is if we're digging into it ourselves. We, we can't encourage people with ideas and with wisdom that we are not experiencing for ourselves. And that the wisdom of God is in this book. And he wants you to be living uh, through all that Holy Spirit is teaching you as you spend time in the book. So... Let's talk about uh, this time last year, a year ago. I started the year by asking you, encouraging you, exhorting you, pleading with you to read the Bible. If you were here, you'll remember when I say maybe little things like this, like the Bible. It takes about 80 hours to read this book. And if you did 15 minutes a day, six days a week, in a year, you'd knock it out. And that would be great. And a lot of you said yes, and we're doing that. And I heard back reports, and I think that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Here's the, the bottom line. You do need to read it all the way through. And so th- this is absolutely not a guilt trip. I, I need to say this to clear, because a lot of people, ooh, there's a lot of believers that haven't read it. And we'll try and get into the reason why. And you need to at least read it through so you can get some of the ideas of the story. But... The Bible is not designed to be a one-and-done book. Just because you've read it once or twice or ten times, it's just sort of the beginning of the way that God made this book. This is the most amazing book. It's, the most, it's, it's incredible because it's designed that the more that you hang out in the book, the more it reveals to you. That's how God is. And so he... You, you can't go through it one time and think that you know all there is to know. You don't even, it's not even tapping the surface. God is knowable. This is good news. Uh, and we understand him because of Jesus and Christmas and he came in a way that we can understand him. But he is so magnificent that you could never know him in a once through, ever. And he wants you to continually press in so that you can know him more. And don't ever forget the, the immensity of God. I was thinking this way this week, how big God is. So God is the creator of all things. He, he spoke and things happened. And I was, I was uh, reading this week in different spots. And I, there's, so now I'm thinking about space. A lot of people go into space now. Um, anybody with any big chunks of money are building spaceships. And they're taking famous people up into space. You can go. Like, okay, well, we can't go. But most, some people can go. And uh, so they're going up into space. And, and I think we start thinking, oh, well, it becomes kind of common. And then there's this, uh, I read this a huge new heli- uh, telescope that they sent out. That's going to open up all sorts of things to us. Pretty significant, right? And so I'm thinking that 
Sometimes it seems like we're, we're making it smaller all the time, everything. And we, we lose sight of the magnitude of who God is, who spoke all this into being. So I was reading some other stuff. And in our galaxy, there are 200 billion stars. 200 billion is a big number. But in further reading, they believe that there are other galaxies and that the other galaxies number somewhere between 1 trillion and 2 trillion, each containing billions and billions and billions of stars. So now just sort of, I need you to step back and think, wow, God's a big God. Because basically what he did was go, lights, Now, another problem we have, so everybody's going in this band, well, um, and we use numbers now, and so we, they don't impress us any longer. Uh, like, they used, like when I was a kid, a million was a big deal, right? A million, well, that's a big deal, a million. And then it sort of shifted into billions, and now we're used to tossing the terms trillions around like it's nothing. Oh, that's going to cost two trillion dollars, no big deal. Like, what? How big is it? Well, I had to, I had to think about how to sort of convey this magnitude. So remember, 200 billion stars, 1 trillion galaxies. Alright. So, a billion is a thousand million. Alright? Just so we're clear on our numbers. And there's research, and they figured out, because they know how long it would take to count to a million, by somebody who did it. Alright? So actual research. They took that number and extrapolated. And if you were to count 16 hours a day, Every day and count to a billion, it would take you 240 years to count to one billion. To count to one trillion, a number that we toss around like nothing, 240,000 years, 16 hours a day. We're not going to get there. It's so. Think about the magnitude of that situation, all right? Because we've small, we've made it, oh, trillion. No, I can't count to a billion in my lifetime. To get to a billion, I'd have to put that curse on the next four generations of my family to count 16 hours a day. Can you even imagine? And then I was thinking, too, what if you're counting, you know, and you're, you're cruising along 769,263, and someone comes in and goes 15, 16, 17, and you'd be like, ah! Okay, so God is, is just immense. And, and he gives us this book. It's because this same God who's done all of that, light stars, knows the hairs on your head. This same God gave us his word, and there's nothing like it. And so it's not a one and done. It's not, it's, it's, you, the more that you hang with it, the more it reveals about God and his wisdom to you. And, and so it's, it's wisdom literature. It's ancient wisdom literature. You, you can't read it from our current worldview and mindset and expect it to fit into that. It doesn't. You have to read it in the context of how it was written. It's still totally applicable to today. Applicable. Sorry. But we have to sort of understand that as we go. Now, why is it? Because I, I have a thought that if I were to hand you something, look, if you read this, it will change your life forever. Go for it. And you, okay, cool. But the Bible seems to be pushback on and it does just that. It, this will change you forever. Why is it so hard? One, we have an enemy who doesn't want you to read it. 
And he, he, because he wants to keep you discouraged. He doesn't want you tapping into the wisdom of God. He's gone great lengths to make that. So there's, there's actually a spiritual dynamic at work that tries to keep you from reading the book. I, for me, that's one of the things that motivates me sometimes if I feel like I'm not moving to it. Is if I don't read the book, it's just going to make the enemy happy and I don't want that. He's stolen too much. I don't like that guy. Uh, not going to let him win. So... There's, there's that. And that you can't read it like a rule book or a, a textbook. And we're used to reading things that way. And that's not this book. This book's alive. And so we have to approach it completely differently. And, and we ask God to help us with it. Look at this. This is cool. Second Timothy 3. So Paul is talking to Timothy. Timothy grew up rooted in the scripture. Uh, his, his mom, you know, shared him the scripture. He learned it from a kid. And Paul's saying, listen, you got a good start, but you keep pressing in because that's where life is. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Well, that's not great news, but it's true because we have a discourager enemy out there who wants to keep the heat on. He said, and, and while evildoers and evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, we certainly see that. But as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of, because you know those from who you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise. For salvation through faith in Christ, which is at the heart of all wisdom is coming to know Jesus. You've got to get that one to get everything else. And that's what the book does. All scripture is God-breathed. Look, when you see a word like that, you can't just skip over it in textbook fashion. It's God-breathed. It's, it's there on purpose to make you go, oh, wow. Because the breath of God, so Holy Spirit. Is, a, is another word for the breath of God. In the creation, God breathed in and everything started happening. When Jesus, after he defeated death and rose again, the first thing he does, he goes to his disciples and breathes on them. Why? Because that's the beginning of life for us. See, when we've fallen, we lost that. But when we come to know Jesus, Holy Spirit, the breath of God comes back in us. The scripture is the breath of God. It's God breathed. And it's useful for teaching us, not others, us, you, us, rebuking. Us, correcting, training in righteousness. Oh, that's a great word, righteousness. We, oh, it means, no, it means right living by, by others and by yourself and with God. That's the idea of righteousness. And, and that's how he wants us to live. And the wisdom for it is in here. So that the person of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Everything, all the wisdom you need is in here. So that you can live the life that, that Jesus wants you to live, a, a, you know, a full and abundant now and forever life. It happens in the book, but not as a rule book and not as a textbook. It comes from meditating on the scripture. It comes from hanging out with it. And it keeps opening itself up to you. And that's, it, it's the coolest thing. Because it, it sort of triggers in you all sorts of other things. How amazing God is. The vastness of God and yet he loves you. Um, uh, how much he loves you. He's pursued you. He desires relationship with you. The lengths he's gone to to make that happen. All those things will happen as you see how this all ties together. And, and there's patterns and rhythms in the scripture. And that as you read the, and you know the bigger story, you'll keep seeing the story being repeated so that you get it. And you see what a difference it is. Well, we're going to do that with Hebrews 10. 29, uh, 19 through 25 this week, but next, this series. But let me just, let me show you what I mean, real quick. This is a, as quick as, uh, as I can do this. 
So, Psalm 1, good place to start. Wisdom literature, poetry, Hebrew poetry, and it's, it's, it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper the more you look at it. So, let's look at, at verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Boom, that's verse 1. That's pretty good on the surface advice. But see, there's things happening in that one verse that if you just kind of stop and hang out, we'll begin to open up to you. First, there's a progressions that are happening that layer on one another. What do I mean by that? Well, he says, okay, first there's walking, and then there's standing, and then there's sitting. It's a progression. What does it look like? Well, bad stuff is going on, and, and first you're walking by it, which is okay, because you're going to be walking by bad stuff, and that's good. Just keep walking by but if you're not careful, you'll stop. And then now you're standing. And guess what? The bad stuff's getting even closer to you. Until it draws you in and then you're what? Sitting in it. You see the progression? Walking, standing, sitting. He's teaching us something. There's other progressions that are in there that I don't have time to get to, but, but that you need to see. There's the, the counsel of the wicked and the way of the sinners and the seat of the mockers. Each is a progression. You can break that down to the counsel and the way and the seat, and you can look at the wicked and the sinners and the mockers, and all of these things are happening, and it wants to just continue to expand it so you're aware of it. But then the psalmist changes it. Now he's got you hopefully thinking about progression, and he's going to give you a better progression. And this progression is sort of the same way, but moving towards the right things. And so uh, he first talks about uh, delight of the law, whose delight is the law of the Lord. I think that that's the walking. You Oh, the Bible's a good thing, but, you know, it sits around my house most of the time. I'm not really hanging out with it much, but I, I like, I'm glad that I have it, and uh, it's kind of there. Two, meditating on it. Day and night. That's kind of, oh, it's got my attention. I'm stopping here and I'm going to start hanging out with it. And that person is like a tree planted by streams of water. All right, so so there's a progression there. It's good and I'm hanging out with it. And then the sitting part is being planted now. Now I'm planted in it. And there's wisdom and life coming out from me being planted in it. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf doesn't wither. Whoever, whatever they do prospers. But I, I, I look at that. Now, that should, see, I, I, I look at that and I think, wait, wait, wait. I know about, there's, there's somewhere in the book, I know they write about trees planted by streams. Now, where would that? And I think, and so we know Revelation. Now, you guys know Revelation 21, 22, the stuff we're waiting on to happen there. And, and we see it. And so I think, wait, I'm going to look at that. It's not in your notes, but you can write it down. Revelation 22, listen. Verse 1, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life. The tree of life, you can relate back to the tree of wisdom. It's all there, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Well, I just read in the Psalms about having fruit in its season, and here's this fruit, and having leaves that don't wither, and here that's for the healing of the nations, and there's the tree, and, and plant it, and all these things are happening, and none of that is by accident or coincidence. It's God revealing more and more about himself as you press in. 
And the more that he does that, you just keep getting more excited about it. You'll never, when you see that happening, when you don't read it like a textbook, but you realize that it's alive, it's God breathed on you, and that Holy Spirit will begin to open things up as you press in. You'll just keep pressing in. And what that allows you to do is be a person of encouragement. Because you can trust God. Listen, if God can deal with the tiniest of things, even though he's created this trillions of things, you can trust God. And he wants you to let people know they can trust him as well. And people need to know that about God, particularly now. So um, in this series, we're going to do what I just did, but we're going to do it with Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. We're just going to press in. And so start reading it and start thinking about it. Start meditating on it. And we're going to see how it opens up for us to be encouragers. But that's enough for today. Ministry team, those of you here, why don't you head over the wall. Alice, my loved one, you come and join me up here. We'll press into the Lord, see what he's up to. We'll pray and then we'll dismiss. Papa, you're amazing. There's no one like you, God. And that you continue to reveal more and more and more of yourself as we press in. God, there's, there's, there's just something so amazing about that, so exciting about that. God, that you're living and moving and active. You've called us to join you in this story and we have purpose and, and there's so much going on. And you love us and you, you're with us and you're for us and you care about us. And as we start this new year, there's some of you, you need to know how much God loves you and how much God just desires to hang out with you. And that, that when you go to him, it's not all about, oh, I've done this and I've done that and the bad things and all the mad. He, he doesn't see it. He sees you in the perfection of his son. He delights, delights in spending time with you. And, and I just want to encourage you to, to take some time and just hang out with him. Just hang out with him. And just keep coming and hanging out with him. And know that he's so happy when you do. He's, he's blessed. The God who created everything. Who made trillions of galaxies with billions upon billions of stars. Created you so that he could hang out with you. Let that be something that changes you this year. Amen. I feel like the Lord just gave me two images this week to share with you as you start this new year. And the first one was, and this is in direct relation to your walk with the Lord, and you're, you're having a really good time, and you're in a pool. You're in the shallow end of the pool, and it's great, and you're having fun, but you keep looking at the deep end, and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I want to go. And the Lord wants you to know today it's a lot more fun in the deep end so just take that step it's a lot more work but it's also a lot of fun and he's like steve said the paraclete he's going to be right there to help you along the way so if that's for you just be encouraged and then he showed me two birds i like birds i'm a bird watcher god speaks to us through the things we love don't judge me um <laughs> 
<laughs> he showed me a hummingbird and a sparrow. And hummingbirds are beautiful. Their, their feathers are iridescent, and they, their wings go so fast. They have to eat sugar so they can survive. They're beautiful. I love hummingbirds. But there's a lot more sparrows in this world. And, and he just showed me this picture of someone, and you're a sparrow, but you're trying to be a hummingbird, and it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. And he wants you to know that you can't even count the number of people that have ever lived that have been encouraged by the song of the sparrow. So just rest. Rest in that, that place. Be who God created you to be. Amen. Amen. This amazing journey starts by knowing Jesus, responding to his invitation. He's made it possible for us to be reconciled to God. We believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. How, how do you, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? That's how it starts for you. If you haven't done that already, do it right now. I, it's the best decision you will ever make. It changes everything. Thanks again, church, for your amazing generosity. Partnering with you is wonderful. Thank you for your faithfulness to giving, offering, tithing, all the amazing things you do. Let's sing the doxology. It will rain children, and then we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Ministry team's over there. If you need prayer, these doors will be open for you. If you're going out, head out this way. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for watching online. We love you guys. Be encouraged. Dig into Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. We're going to dig in next week and go deeper with it. And have a great day. Have a great year. We're thinking about all of y'all. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.